You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Good morning, church. Uh, there's a few Matt here. So my, uh, my name is Matt too, and uh, I love Matt. I love all the Matt's in the house. <laughs> and I always, you know, uh, you know what, this church is one of those churches. I mean, I, I will be biased here, but it's one of those church that I walk in and I just feel the love of Jesus. You know, love is not a feeling, but you can feel it. When you have love, you can feel it. You know what, I'm, I'm sure if you're first time here, I my prayer that you will too experience the perfect love of Jesus that will transform you inside out. Amen? Amen. Oh, thank you, Matt, and the team here that for having compassion back. And I remember last year when I was here, it was the COVID season. Half the church got COVID, uh, you know. But, you know, God still moved with half. But today we have the fullness. Amen? Not half. So if you come half, tank, and my prayer for all of us that we will live full and overflow. Amen? You know, this morning is Pentecost Sunday. And Pentecost Sunday is, what, is the Sunday that not just to remember what happened, but to expect what will happen today. So this morning, I want to just start with a prayer, and we're going to read a passage from Acts chapter 2. Even though it's not in my plan, but I just feel like the Lord said to me this morning that, the Word of God, the Lord is confirming, in Mark 16, the Bible said, the Lord confirmed the Word with accompanying signs and wonders. And the Word is Logos, but it's going to be a remark for all of us this morning. So we're going to have the Scripture on the screen right now, and I want us all to stand together. Let's just honor the Word of God. You know what? I love the Word of God because the Word of God itself is living and powerful. Amen? So what we're going to do this morning before we pray is that as, as I declare the Word of God, what happened 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit will bring it to life to all of us this morning. I can't make things happen this morning, but the Holy Spirit can through His words. Amen? And the Word of God is living and powerful. So we're going to read what happened on the day of Pentecost. And we're going to go in time of prayer, and I believe the Holy Spirit will just fill this place. So I want us to expect God to move the moment we finish this scripture. Amen? Are you ready? Feel free to lift up your hands as, as I read the scripture. In Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rush, rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. When this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own Language. Hallelujah. Yeah, just begin to lift up your voices right now. If you know how to speak in tongue, just begin to speak in tongue. And if you do not know, it's all right. Jesus is going to baptize some of us with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just begin to open your mouth. Speak in your own language. Can be Thai, can be Filipino, can be Chinese, Mandarin, Cantonese. Just begin to speak in tongue. Hallelujah. Give praise to Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. Holy Spirit, come right now. 
This morning, fill us to the fullness. Begin to lift up your voices. Begin to lift up your voices, everyone. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, we are hungry. We are thirsty for you. Come and move. Come and move. Come and touch us. Come and feel us right now. Come and feel us to the fullness, fullness, fullness. Hallelujah. Come and press in. Some of you need the breakthrough. Breakthrough of the mind. Breakthrough of the mind. Come on, let's break through. Breakthrough into the spirit. Hallelujah. Shakaraba Sunday. Don't worry, no one is laughing at you. No one is looking. Come on, just worship Him. Worship Him with tongues. Worship Him with new languages. Holy Spirit, today is the day of Pentecost. Today is the day of Pentecost. Come Lord Jesus, be exalted. Be exalted. The nations for Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, as the Lord is baptizing some of you, some of you, let it flow from your belly. Just let it flow. Let it flow. Do not shut the type. So let it flow. Let it flow from your belly. There's more to come. He can do much more than my message. He can do so much more than from the stage. Lord Jesus, more. More, Lord Jesus. Some of you need the healing. The healing of the spirit. The healing of the soul, the mind, the emotional, the mental. Breakthrough right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the breakthrough. We thank you for the breakthrough. Yes, I can see the heaviness as we sing just this morning. It's been lifted up from some of you. The heaviness of, of tiredness, of weariness, of worries, anxiety is being broken right now, this morning. It's been broken. Holy Spirit is a prince of peace. He's a prince of peace. He said, do not worry. <laughs> do not be anxious for nothing, nothing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the freedom in this place. Holy Spirit, we welcome you, Lord. Lord, Lord, we welcome you. Thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you for the healing that some of us need. Some of our marriages here need healing. And He's doing right now already. Before the marriage, Empower already started the work. Right now, some of your marriage will be healed. Right now, miraculously, some of us will be changed. Our heart will be changed miraculously. It cannot be explained. Hallelujah. Because with God, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. We thank you for this morning. Thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the testimony. Thank you for the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Thank you for the joy and the peace in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, if you have been blessed, let's give God a big clap. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, as we listen to your word this morning, Father, Lord, speak to us. Transform us from the, to the next level of glory. In Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. Whoa. I need, I need my water. Didn't expect the fire. I thought I, can, I thought I can be calmed down a bit this morning, but it's, it's bubbling, you know. We just had to let it flow. And that's the thing about the life in the spirit. It's not a striving. It's let it flow. It's that simple. If you want to see miracles, just let it flow. It's always our mind that's stopping that, that flow of the spirit. You know, I'm so encouraged to hear the testimony on the street. It's the purpose we go on the street is to let it flow. Let it flow from us. Because the Holy Spirit in us is much greater than our mind. Much greater than you, what you know, what you study. It's, it's the Spirit of God that wants to move through you. One of my heroes of faith, Renhard Bonke. Some of you know him. 
He said, the word of God is as powerful in your mouth. It's as powerful in your mouth as in God's mouth. The word of God is as powerful in your mouth as in God's own mouth. Because he wants to use each of us to speak life and healing and miracles to our marriages, to our surrounding. Amen? Amen? So I'm so encouraged by, you know, by the leaders here going out on the street. I did that when I was in Malaysia. Uh, it's just a bit about me. I start, went into full-time ministry about 14 years ago. You know, when I started, I, I do a lot of street evangelism. Go to that, you know, I'm not sure you know Malaysia, there's this place called Brickfields, where all the, uh, a lot of migrants and Indians, and it's the rough places, like Danny, you know, it's a bit like Danny, you know. And then you just go out there and just love on the rough people, but the rough for Jesus, amen? And, you know, just that, I just bring back a lot of memory. I've seen, you know, uh, people begin to walk, begin to see, and, and people on the street just like, I can't, I can't move this way, but I can move. And just remind me of when you go out in faith, miracles just happen, and it's not boring, amen? And I'm just so inspired by the leaders here, and so blessed to be back to this year, and just to share a little bit from the Word of God, and give an update of what you guys are doing in the nation through compassion. Um, so are you ready? Yeah. Amen, amen. All right. The title of my message today is Blessing to the Nations. Blessing to the Nations. Go with me to Genesis 12, verse 1 to verse 4. If you have a Bible, if not, there will be scripture on the screen. Genesis 12, verse 1 onwards. You see, we read in the, I was just thinking this morning, like, what about Pentecost, about nations, you know, because God put in my heart about nations, and then today is Pentecost, and God, and then I began to read, as we read, Acts, let me go back to Acts chapter 2 first, thank you, the previous, actually, what happened in the Acts chapter 2, they were filled with the Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues. The Greek word in that tongues, it means languages. Like languages, nation languages. And then God began to show me in verse 5 that, and they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. How many of you notice that word? If you think of Pentecost, it's like, you know, people speaking in tongues, that's it. But as I read on, what interests me is the Word of God say they were in Jerusalem, the Jews, devout men, they were from every nation under heaven. What does it mean? It means that the Pentecost Sunday is about the nations. It means that God prepared the Jews already at that place from every nation under heaven. I don't know how many nations right now on the earth. Maybe some of you can tell me, 150, 160, 70. But every nation means every nation. God prepared that place that called everyone there, ready for Pentecost. I believe these people do not know that Pentecost is coming because it's suddenly, no one expected that. But every nation under heaven. And what happened is that the sound occurred, multitude came together, and everyone heard them speak in his own language. So if, just say, there are 153 nations there. 153 nations, people, hearing about the wonderful works of God in I didn't put it on the screen, but in verse 11, it said that they all heard all the nation's names, and you can go back and read it. And verse 11, it said that they all heard the wonderful works of God in their languages. And what I want to highlight this morning is that Pentecost is not about us only. It's about the nations, amen? And it's about the nations, Ultimately, what happened that day? 3,000 were saved. That's the beginning of the church. 3,000 were saved. So go back to Genesis 12, verse 1. Let's read this. 
verse 1 onwards. The Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from every family, from your father's house, to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lord went with him, and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. How many of you here 75 years and above? Anyone? That means that we're all still early on this race. We are not too late. Amen. So this is for everyone. Oh, under 75, maybe. Oh, this is a powerful promise. The, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me about this scripture this year. Begin to remind me again the promise to Abraham. So what do we see here is that we all know Abraham is our father of faith, of our faith. He started that faith. He's like he's one of those like pioneer. And God gave this promise to Abraham. And I believe this is for all of us today. So what the Bible says here is that there's something Abraham needs to do in this promise. is to get out of your country, from your family, from the Father's house, to a land I will show you. And I love this, that so many eye from God. Because it's His work. It's His promise. He will make that happen. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And make your name great. Let's stop here for a while. Some of you may be more religious than me and say, no, no, I don't want my name great. I do not want my name great. I do not want to be a great nation. You see, God is never against blessing. God is never against prosperity. God is never against us being used by Him greatly. But God is never, in, never intended for that to end with you. If it ends with you, He never intended to be, for that to happen. When He ends only with you and your family, that's where you see a lot of things happen. Greed, covetousness, jealousy, because it's about you. But when, the, when you understand the blessing of God, the call of God to be a blessing to the nations, it's never about you. It's through you. And God wants to use each of us here this morning. And the, the next passage, he, you shall be a blessing. You shall be a blessing. I will bless you, those who bless you. Man, man, this is good. I will curse him who curses you. This is also good, right? But then what? In you. Say with me, in me. Tell your neighbor, in you. In you, in you, my friend, in all of us, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I want to give you something very exciting this morning. I think uh, Louis touched on the word this morning, inheritance. And that's what I'm going to talk about, inheritance. Because some of us do not know our inheritance. And what is inheritance? I don't know, some of you here might not have, not old enough to receive an inheritance or young enough. You know what inheritance means? It's something you do, not, you do not earn. You just get it. So I want to share with you the next passage that to show you what is our inheritance in Christ. Not just fluffy inheritance in Christ, but actual. What did Jesus promise us that we can Leave it out and receive this morning. So Galatians, go with me to Galatians 3. Galatians 3, chapter 3, 26. Are you doing all right with the Word of God? I'm going to read a bit more because I love the Word, because the Word just so much go in the Word of God. Um, Galatians 3.
Sorry, I'm just a bit still shaking. <laughs> All good. Galatians 3, verse 26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And verse 29. You, if you are Christ, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. Hallelujah. And Galatians was written by Paul and he began to connect the dot for us. You might say, Matt, maybe that's only for Abraham. Maybe that is only what you just read then. It's only for Abraham and his family, not for me. It's in the Old Testament. But Paul received the revelation from God saying that if you are Christ, that means that we believe in Jesus this morning, if we're following Jesus, we are Abraham's seed. Whether you like it or not, we are part of this journey, this lineage of Abraham. Lineage. Spiritually. And what happened? Is according to the promise. And some of you know, what does it mean, as? This is a bit deep for me. Let me explain as for some of us. In the Greek, as means someone receive an allotted possession or inheritance by right of sonship. And one who has acquired and obtained the portion allotted to him. Let me say again, an heir is someone who received allotted possession, I mean, dedicated possession and an inheritance by right or sonship, not by working hard, by sonship. And heir is someone who also acquire and obtain the portion allotted to him. Amen. And the Bible says here that we are as according to the promise. Is according to the promise. What promise? Genesis 12. The promise, not just some promise. The promise. He referring to Genesis 12. What we read just then, for Abraham, that promise now is for all of us. I was Googling this morning. What's the, what's the natural way of receiving an inheritance? I never, is, I never receive an inheritance, maybe soon. <laughs> Amen. In the natural, the first step to receive an inheritance is to make sure you are the beneficiary. I was like, man, that is like so much going there. The first step to receive an inheritance, maybe some of you are like, hey, I need to check my document now. Maybe. <laughs> to make sure that you are a beneficiary. The first step. It's not about going to court, going to lawyer. No, no, no is to make sure you are the beneficiary. That's the natural way of receiving an inheritance. And now go, let's put that into the spiritual sense. The first step this morning, what I would like to do with the Word of God is to show you that you are the beneficiary. I did not say that because I don't have power, but God's Word says it. You are heirs. You are the beneficiary of the promise. I'd rather believe the Word of God than anyone tell me anything wise. And I hope this morning that you will believe His Word. Not believe how you feel, where you are, how much money you have in the bank, how much education you have. Believe the Word of God. That's the first step. is to confirm that you are a beneficiary. That's why, my, that's why what I would like to, us to be reminded is that we are called to be a blessing. Can you go back to Genesis 12? Thank you. I want us to really look at this. Because it's almost like if you receive an inheritance, actual document, come in your mail, and make sure your name is there, you know. Matt, Dottie, no. Matt Han, 
red dot it out, like make sure your name is there. The next thing is to make sure everything is written well. Make sure like you make sure you get every every allotted portion. I'm not sure about you. I, I'm excited about that. If I really get a mail to show me what I have from the inheritance, I make sure you know the asset. You know, the house, whatever it is, the natural, right? The, 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 the stock, whatever it is. You make sure all you have, make sure you get everything. In the spiritual, I wonder some of you here just, you know what? Oh, inheritance. I don't care. That's why some, my prayer this morning that you will not leave this place. We just read the documents and say, oh, it's for me. But what is that? I had no idea. I had no idea. You know what I'm, what I'm called to do? I had no idea. What is my promise to be? What's my calling in life? I had no idea. What's the calling to be part of Abraham's seed? I had no idea. No. That's why the Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge of the Word of God. They're destroyed because they live in ignorance. Because they do not know what they have in Christ, in the Word. When you have, if you know what you have in Christ, what God called you to do, what He has given to you in His possession, inheritance, and promise, let me tell you, you'll be excited as this team in front. Go on the street, you know, whatever it is, you will be excited, you will be, you will be like, you can't contain that promise. It's so great. Look at that. Look at, let, have a look again, this document from God. It's written so clearly. Let me, let me read again. That He will show you the land. That he's gonna take you. That means that don't worry about like, your next step. Some of you here worry about what should I do tomorrow? Let me encourage you. The Lord said that I will show you the land, I will show you the destination. I'm a, me, my wife and I, I'm a more tendency to worry because I care. I worry, I plan. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's a, doesn't mean, <laughs> I think you guys take it the wrong way. Like, I care a bit more in certain things, you know. Maybe I need to go to the marriage course next month to work on that. Sorry, it came out wrongly. <laughs> it's like, I tend to worry. I'm a plan. I plan, you know, make sure everything goes well, you know, make sure you were coming here on time and all those things. But then, but God always had to remind, it, remind me as a, if you are the person like me, like, you know, you're the planner, you are the, you know, the vision person and you try to make sure everything goes well. And I want to, God always remind me that I will show you when you get there sometimes. I will show you when you get there. I will show you when you take this little step that I ask you to pray for somebody. I should call somebody. I should have a catch up with somebody. I will show you next part. So, and God has a constant reminder because that's my weakness. Because we can tend to go into the worry. And some of you, I can, I can see that. No, that's me. That's me. The worry about everything. But God, and, I, and the first thing God said, I will show you the land that will take you. So I want to reassure some of you here. That you, know, might, you might think the call of God is so far away, but He said He will show you, but you have to believe it. You have to believe to experience it. That's all so simple in, in Christ. is believe and receive by grace. That's all. And the next, let's look at verse 2. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. Not for yourself. You see, that's where the problem is. When your name is great, you think it's you. But if you, remind, if you remember the highlight of what I said, and you shall be a blessing. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. The devil can give you the same two thing too. Make you a great person, famous person. The devil would not want you to be a blessing to people. It's all you, me, mine. And you shall be a blessing. Verse 3. And I want to touch on that. Verse 2. Is, can you see it's all I? God said, I will do it. I will bless you. So if you believe what you have, this, this is allotted to you. Go back to Galatians 3. This is, has been allotted to you. It's your portion, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are. You know, I was at the youth Friday night. I told all of them, you all are called to be a blessing to nations. You all of you, young people, young old people. Um, Genesis again. 
verse 3, he said, um, I will bless you. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. You know what I feel when I read this? It's like divine protection. Psalms 91. In the COVID, I, think, I don't know whether it's still COVID world or not, post whatever it is, we live in the time that we need divine protection like never before. And God, I, what I read this is basically saying, God, I will cover you with my angels. Psalm 91, wherever you go, you know, He will protect you from, from, from harm and danger. And that's another thing about this because sometimes people don't like, to, don't like me to talk about Psalm 91 during COVID time because people die. But I, I always say that it's not about what we are going through. It's about what God promised us and it's up to us whether we believe it. I'm not saying that, you know, we don't go through things in life, but it's the believing. The believing is wrong. If you believe that I will die, I will get sick, I will not get, will get well, that's the believing is wrong. But God is saying, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, abide under the shadow of the Almighty. None, surely, none of the fowlers shall come near you. None of the arrow that fly by days. And surely, you can go on to read Psalm 91. It's a psalm for COVID time, you know, but I believe it's still for us today. I'm going to end with this. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Have I seen it in my life? A little bit? But I want more. Have you seen it in your life? That you, through you, that all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I, I like it that God just cast such a big vision for all of us. All the families of the earth. And one thing I love about this church is that this church is about the nations. They are going to Indonesia next month, right? Next month. They are going to the Philippines. Soon, Africa. I, I think more is coming. More is coming. And I believe that this house is living that life that, 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 that it gives you a foretaste of what is more to come. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And this is a reminder for myself all the time that I'm here to be a blessing to the families of the earth. You know, whatever I do, whether I preach, whether I'm on, whatever I serve, whatever job I'm doing, whether I'm studying, whether I'm working or in business, in me, all the family of the earth shall be blessed. Amen? You can be blessing, you can bless the families of the earth in uni, in, in, in your workplace, in your business, in whatever, in church, you can be a blessing because there are many nations right here and, and many families right here. So I think I want to remind all of us, this is a lauded inheritance for all of us. Amen? Amen? And if you are not yet, I, mean, I hope that I whet your appetite. Man, man, this is what I have in Christ. I want to experience to the fullness. And today is Pentecost. Pentecost means not half thing, it's full thing. It's overflowing. Amen? That's why I hope that as we even continue to to go deeper in the things of God, you will receive fullness to the maximum. Amen? Amen? And I, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for, all, for the partnership that you have done through Compassion. I want to give you a bit of a snapshot of what you guys have been doing already. Amen? Are you ready to celebrate? Remember what God has done first? Amen? As Matt mentioned, like, compassion is all about Jesus. I'm not sure, maybe some of you are new to what is compassion. Compassion is all about Jesus. We call ourselves the, the three C, Christ-centered, church-focused, child-focused, and church-based, which means all about Jesus, all about the church, all about the poor and the most vulnerable children. That's all we're all about. And that's why we are here. That's why we partner with churches. We partner with over a thousand churches here in Australia, together with 9,000 churches in 26 countries. These are all churches. These are not community centers or anything. These are all churches. This way, our, our, sort of our model is believing the church is the hands and feet of Jesus, and the church is the most powerful organization in the world. Amen? Amen? Whether you believe it or not, it's not Tesla, not Apple. Even though I, love te I like Tesla. <laughs> Amen. 
the most powerful organization in the world is the church. And the world yet to see that yet. How do the world see it? Through you and me. That's, that's so simple. And God is, a, and what I love about it that, that in Mark 6, the Bible said that God, Jesus went up to heaven, He sit down at the right hand. He's done. He literally sit down. And God spoke to me this morning in Mark 16. He said, He will confirm the word when we go out, when we do it. He will confirm the word with accompanying signs and wonders. But what, what is God's part? He's sitting down. Jesus is sitting down. He is like, man, I'm done. I've done all the hard work in Calvary. Now go. Go and make disciples. Go and into all the world and preach the gospel. Go and be a blessing to nations. Not one nation. Nations. Now sometimes I think maybe just be a blessing to one nation is enough. No, no, no. The, the fine print is said, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So any lawyer here? The fine print. It's all about the fine print, man. It's all about fine print. I was arguing with somebody about the fine print. It's all about the fine print. So this is what compassion is all about. Church, Christ, and children. Why children? I was sharing with the youth two days, two nights ago. I just love to hang out with the youth sometime. It just made me, made me young again. You know? I didn't play the game, Sam, sorry. So they were playing, they were playing like the game. I was like, oh, I just came from a conference. I'm a bit tired. <laughs> if not, I would, I would join it. If there's no conference, I would join the game. So that I was telling the youth that, do you know, I want to share with you this number to remember. Because this is a big number. This number, I believe, breaks God's heart. 356 million children living in extreme poverty. 356 million children living in extreme poverty right now. I had to put up the zero, you know, three, five, zero, zero, zero for the youth, but I think you guys understand what is millions, right? There's many zero. It's six zero. <laughs> the youth had to ask, whoa, that, how many zero is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. 356 million children living in extreme poverty. Extreme poverty means a person lives under a dollar ninety cent a day. And these are not just adult children. That's why compassion wants to focus on the most, the poorest of the poor. Not only that, but focus on the most vulnerable that, that do not even have things like clean water, basic tap water to drink. We can drink up from our tap. They don't even have water to drink, not even basic food to eat. Some of the youth were telling to me, I can never imagine how to live. Some of the youth were saying to me that I never go hungry here in my life. I'm 16 years old. I never go hungry here. The youth were saying to me, I say, he said, he said to me like, man, I can never imagine how this many kids don't even have basic food to eat. I said, yes. And he was, I believe he was challenged to say, his eyes began to open that I need to do something for these children and families. And this is just a youth. And I believe God is going to raise them up to do great things. So 356 million children. And at this number, I believe this number breaks God's heart. And this, my heart this morning is to share with you God's heart for the poor. God's heart for the families of the earth that is so far away, but actually it breaks God's heart because they are the poorest of the poor. Because the first mission statement of Jesus is the Lord anointed me to bring good news to the? To bring good news to the? Poor. Some of us don't understand what is poor here. Maybe you grew up here, you've never been, you've never seen, but you know what? God will give you a burden. Say, you know what? I can be a blessing to the families of the earth. And today I'm going to celebrate with you. From this house, there are 32 kids sponsored and released from extreme poverty in Jesus' name. Let's give God a big clap. Man, 32. Every of that children have heard the gospel for the very first time, given a Bible, and be discipled by the local church day. 
And not only that, the last 12 months, you guys, some of you like, no, it's me. Yeah, I know. You have been writing letters. So last 12 months, next slide, there are 118 letters exchanged between the families from here to the children and then right back to you. And you guys are discipling them with your prayers, with your prophetic words, with, uh, with, your, with your encouragement and give them hope. Come on, let's give God a big clap again. Two nights ago, I think the youth wrote maybe about 50 letters because one of them write three pages. I said, write more, get more because you know what? The rate of the children, the rate that the children receive letters is so low, to be honest. Many of them are just this sponsor and some, some, business, some businesses sponsor like 120, 200 kids, but they never write. But you get to actually write to them. And the kids were writing to some of the kids that were the leaders sponsored. And I, I can tell you, there will be joy on the other side when they receive the letter from the youth group. And I said, thank you, Sam, and all the team, the five, six of you here with a blue t-shirt. Come on, they, they, wanted, they wanted a blue t-shirt. So come and say hi to them. And they, I tell you, the kids will be so blessed when they receive all these prophetic words, all these prayers, all this word of God from Melbourne Lights Youth. I don't say thank you so much for writing the letters. If you have not been writing, please go home and start writing today. You might ask, like, how do I write? What should I say? You know what? Just write from your heart. You can just say, you know what? We love you. I want to be, you know, I want to encourage you. Just a scripture. Say, how are you? We're thinking of you, praying for you. Just simple things like that. They never have anyone in their life sometimes to just say, you know, we care. We're thinking of you. Because in, the, in extreme poverty is hopelessness. No one cares. No one loves. The only way is through the church and through you. Amen? So thank you for discipling them with your letters. Some of, and when you sponsor children with compassion, what happens is that the church will provide things like clean water, food, clothes to wear, medical checkup, a chance to go to school. But most important, all, all of them will be disciple and hear the gospel and be discipled by the local churches, indigenous leaders, discipling them, not a white person coming to tell them. The leaders in the village will disciple them. Basically, you are partnering with the churches. I believe Matt was saying, that, let's, let's, in, the, in the future, we're going to combine that you guys can go on the trip to see the kids that you sponsor. When they, when they combine with, I think that all the region is the region from Jakarta, Indonesia, and the region in the Philippines. So these are the two. We start with two, amen. We start with two nations, and you guys can have a chance to go on a trip to visit your sponsor kid as a family, amen. So it only costs us a dollar sixty a day to sponsor a child. If that's your, this is one of your question, a dollar sixty, forty-eight dollars a month, and it's tax deductible. So today you can do it, and I think what we're gonna do in a moment is we're gonna pray. We're going to pray for the nations. So before that, before we pray, maybe let's look at this video because some of you may not be able to go on a trip. But I want to show you this video, what happened when a child, when a child realized that she was sponsored. So this story is from Indonesia, from an island. This girl has been waiting for 18 months. She's been praying and telling the pastor, when I will receive my sponsor. And the pastor said, keep praying, keep praying. And one day, an Australian family said, I chose you, and I tell you the moment. So I'm going to show you this video. Get ready. Um, get, get ready your tissue if you need to. That what happened when a child realized that you sponsored them? Thank you. Baik, terima kasih. Fungsi papan dataan, untuk mengetahui anak-anak yang terdaftar di PTA berapa seluruhnya berapa yang dapat sponsor dan berapa yang belum punya sponsor
3-4 bulan ke depan bahwa anak-anak ini akan memiliki sponsor melalui tangan-tangan Tuhan untuk menjamah hati para yang punya yang bisa peduli kepada anak Tuhan akan memberikan yang terbaik buat keluarga ini ada sukacita keluarganya mendapat sponsor dan ini surat dari sponsor yang buat Terima kasih banyak Bawa anak saya Baik Saya kasih masuk PPA Saya hari ini Saya bangga sekali Tapi Tuhan yang balas Saya tidak mampu balas Tapi Tuhan yang balas Tidak pernah saya mimpi Bahwa Sponsornya hati hari ini ada. Tapi saya bangga sekali Sehingga saya jatuh air mata Terima kasih banyak berlimpah Mereka anak-anak itu merasa dekat dengan sponsornya dan jadi ketika mereka menceritakan isi surat seperti itu, anak-anak merasa luar biasa bahwa itu tidak bisa dibayangin seperti itu. Nama dan aku senang-senang menjadi sponsormu Mungkin pikirnya ya sekedar komunikasi saja Tetapi lebih daripada itu Kedekatannya lebih dekat sekali Dan saya berterima kasih kepada Tuhan Yang bisa memberikan sponsor kepada anak Sebagai anak dan bapak Dan saya berterima kasih kepada Compassion Sebagai jembatan yang dapat menghubungkan yang ada di seberang bisa menjadi satu itu kebanggaan saya dan saya merasa senang sekali Amen Can I invite you to stand or the band can come or if we're doing a worship but if not we're going to pray for these children we're going to pray for the nations so you will see one of these around the seats so these are the kids that I think Sam counted for me it's about 50 children with us not literally but in the form of child profile with us this morning and one of the first things we can do is to pray for those in need these are still waiting for kids, uh, for sponsor. And today you can sponsor a child or sponsor a f- uh, children as a family or sponsor a whole village as a business and do what us, God asks you to do. That's so simple as that. And God's going to let that blessing flow through you. So we're just gonna, if you have that with you, around you, let's hold them because these are every child represented in one profile. No, everyone is unique with a name. So let's hold that profile in your hand. We're going to pray. We're going to pray that there are people, these are children from Indonesia and Philippines. Let's pray for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, thank you for we can just remember the poor. Thank you we can remember those that do not have everything we have here. Father, we want to remember these children, remember the churches, remember our partners, remember the families of the earth that are struggling, the children that are living in extreme poverty that breaks your heart every day. And I pray for this morning that you will give us your heart for the nations. You will give us your heart for the families. You will give us your heart, Lord, for the poor. Lord, this morning I pray, break our stony heart. Give us a heart of flesh. Give us a heart of God. Enlarge our heart, Lord Jesus, this morning to have the kingdom heart, Lord. As we pray for these children, Lord, thank you for the letters. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for the, 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 
the support and the partnership and, and the letters from this house that has been blessing the nations. Lord, blessing the Asia, blessing the South America, blessing Africa, I believe. And I thank you for all the blessings that have been come out from this place. But I just know that, Lord, there is more blessing going to flow from us, each of us, to the nations. Father, Lord, do not help us, help us to leave our eyes to you to see the promise is for us this morning. It's our promise, whatever we do, Lord, is to be a blessing to the nations. So, Lord, we thank you that we can stand with them. Thank you we can remember them. We can pray for them, Lord, even this morning, right now, Father God. So I thank you and I praise you, Lord, for what you have done, for what you're going to do in us and through us. Kura basanda. Hallelujah. This morning, I'm going to pray right now for those of us need to, you say, Matt, I want, I believe the promise is for me. That's so simple to receive. You don't have to sign any document. That blessing to the nation, that promise to be a blessing to the nation is for each of us this morning. No matter how young, how old you are, it's for you. So if you say, yes, I believe it, just lift up your hands to the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit right now come. Just let Him just speak to you. Let Him minister to you right now. And that's so simple. It's not a contract. It's a covenant with our God. Let Him show you the land that He will bring you. Let Him show you how you can be a blessing. Yeah, just take a few moments. Let the Holy Spirit move in this place. Let Him speak. Let Him minister to all of us. Some of you will receive dreams and vision right now. Maybe a country name. Maybe something to do, something, somewhere to go. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We love you. That you are here right now in this place. You are here right now. Oh, amazing. Can we thank Matt this morning? I know a lot of us sponsor kids already, but I just felt like as Matt was sharing, it got to remind me of that scripture. When the Lord speaks, don't harden your heart. For those of you that are newer with us, when this church was planted in 1997, thank you, uh, it was called Life to the Nations. And part of our DNA as a church is to be a blessing to the nations, to bring life to the nations that are on our doorsteps, in our neighborhoods, but also the nations in a very real sense. And so I believe, even as Matt was praying, God's stirring vision Maybe you've never seen yourself going to a nation, but God's stirring something in your heart. Will you say yes? Don't harden your heart this morning. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that we are blessed to be a blessing. Lord, let it never stop with us. Let it flow through us and beyond us. That many, that multitudes would come to know you. Thank you, Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.